Welcome to the Transcend Human Podcast. I'm Daryl McMullen, and this is a show dedicated to understanding the human condition, the impact it has on us, how we respond to it, how we can exceed the expectations and limitations of this world, in essence, how we can level up and live lives that serve a higher purpose. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to a new week. Happy Monday. It is November 9th, 2020. So this has been a crazy week. Um, We are in the middle still of our election. Uh, Believe it or not, we can't decide who's going to run our country for the next four years. One of the closest uh, elections I've ever watched play out. Um, But we're not going to talk a lot about politics. That's, it is what it is. It's happening. And um, hopefully in a few days, we'll have an answer and everybody will get to move on uh, with their lives. So we're not going to talk about that. But let's talk about rain. Um, You know, for some of you, I think rain is just one of those common things you see every, every couple days. For some people, it happens every day at a set time. Uh, But for us in California, uh, rain is a luxury. So we actually got some rain this weekend. Uh, it was pretty crazy. When I went and, and looked how long it had been, um, I found out that in LA, they had not had measurable rainfall for 171 days. So we have been dry for a very long time. Uh, sounds like the longest dry spell uh, was 219 days back in 1997. So yeah, 171 days without rain. Uh, And we finally got a little bit here this weekend, which is super helpful after after all of the fires that we went through. um, Hopefully the rain will take some of that ash and work it back into the the soil. You just don't want too much rain. If you get too much rain, then you start having uh, landslides and uh, things like that in the, the areas where there were burn scars. So... So that's where we're at. Uh, But let's jump into our minute of transparency for this week. Really doesn't have a lot to do with our topic, but just something I was thinking about um, last week. Basically, I'll call it living with adults. So my wife and I find ourselves in a strange phase of life. Uh, It is, of course, only because of COVID and kind of the way that things have changed around the world and around our country. Uh, really in every element of our lives, right? Uh, You know, the traditions, the day-to-day, the way we work, the way we shop, the way we go out to eat, um, whether or not we attend movies, sporting events, uh, soccer, hockey, all that stuff, concerts, you know, even, even down to whether or not Disneyland is open. So many changes in our, in our culture, in our society right now. I mean, Disneyland, right? The happiest place on earth. If it's shut down, what on earth are our chances? But the phase I'm talking about is about living with other adults. And this is something that has become a thing because of COVID. Uh, You know, for most people in our country, the plan is for your kids to grow, graduate from high school, and then head off to college uh, to leave home 
and to head off on their own. And this is exactly what happened to us in 2019, right? Our oldest graduated, headed off to college to start her life. We went through the typical, you know, adjustment period where we were sad, not having her in the house, but then the next minute, glad that she had been able to launch successfully. And then there's the part where you're actually glad because it was getting stressful having them in the house. Now, those of you who have already gone through this phase will understand. Uh, My wife and I firmly believe that this is a God thing. It's something that kind of starts senior year when your child begins to get irritable. They're almost done with high school and just want out. Uh, I think we call this senioritis uh, for the most part, but, but basically they're 18 or close to 18 and they feel like they're an adult and they feel like they should no longer follow your rules. And there's also a bit of depression that kind of sinks in uh, when they're faced with this new experience uh, of college or striking out on their own and, and not really knowing what that means. And this depression can lead to a lack of energy, which means nothing gets done around the house. Just a lot of sitting around, reading, binging Netflix, you know, staying up late and sleeping until noon. But my wife and I feel like it's this tension, right? It's this tension that begins um, that actually helps break that bond when when the first one leaves the house, right? Uh, As you kick them out, send them out on their own, Uh, just in time for their first year of college, it's that tension that actually makes it easier to have them leave. But soon after we had made it through this for the very first time, COVID hit. So now our oldest is back in the house uh, and the next in line is uh, able to leave. Um, She is accepted into a college and she should be leaving, but is not because of COVID. So this means we have two adults living in our home. The girls are over the age of 18. They want to be adults and they want to be the, the one running their own lives um, in every sense of the word. And on some level, what can you say, right? They're working, they're doing school online, otherwise living their lives, only it's in our house, in the same house where they used to have curfews and chores and other limitations that help things run smoothly. Now, all that kind of starts to go out the window right? It's a new reality that I'm sure many families are going through right now. And how long is this going to last? Well, obviously we don't know. So for now, we're just muddling through and uh, most days enjoying the fact that we're getting to see our kids a lot more than we thought we were going to at this age. So that's been great. And that's really all I've got, right? Just being transparent about the phase of life we're in at the moment. Um, And for those of you in a similar situation, Just know that uh, you're not alone. There are others who are in the same situation as you. And that's really it for the minute of transparency. So let's uh, move into today's topic, which is transcending medical conditions. In this episode, we're going to talk about the human condition, a review. We all have something. Number three, my story. And then number four, your story. So number one. The Human Condition, a review. So for those of you who have been around here since the beginning with us, this will feel like a review. Because the human condition is really the reason why this podcast was created in the first place. Uh, When you go to the Transcend Human website, it's literally the first thing you see, right? When you land on transcendhuman.com, it says, Transcend Human, 
how you can rise above the human condition. So it's literally the core foundation for why we talk about the things we talk about on the show. In episode three, I believe it was, we spent the entire episode unpacking what we mean when we talk about the human condition. Then at some point, we spent 17 episodes walking through this thing called controversy theory together. And we answered questions like, where did we come from? Why are we here? And where are we going? All questions that exist as part of this human condition that we find ourselves in. So let's talk through that just a little bit here so that we're all on the same page. So early on, we define the human condition as the totality of the human experience as seen in these three areas. Our life journey. So this is the journey from birth to death, including major milestones like childhood, education, graduation, marriage, relationships, uh, divorce, children, retirement, things like that. And it also includes everyday life experiences, both positive and negative, right? So everything in between those milestones. And these can be things as simple as, you know, daily interactions um, to traumatic things like car accidents or uh, dealing with the death of a loved one, things like that. So that's the life journey. Then number two, it includes our medical condition, right? So all of the medical issues that we experience during our lifetime, the impact it has on our ability to function, and the impact they have on relationships and ultimately how they impact our emotional well-being. And then number three is our, uh, our mental health or our emotional well-being. So basically the way that we think, feel, and behave in response to the life experiences we go through and the medical conditions that we face. So the human condition is basically our state of existence, right? It's life as we know it. When people use the phrase, it is what it is, uh, they're on some level referring to the fact that life happens regardless of whether you want it to or not. And though we do have some level of control over our response to the human condition, uh, the condition itself is largely made up of things that happen to us. And these things, obviously, like we said, are either positive or negative. So for example, um, in our life journey, you know, one of the positive pieces or elements or milestones of that could be marriage. And one of the negative could be losing a loved one, right? A parent, a child, a sibling, a coworker, or something like that. Uh, when it comes to our medical condition, one of the positives could be living your entire life without getting a serious disease like cancer or Alzheimer's. But a negative uh, could be experiencing a major injury at a young age and having to uh, give up a sport you love because of it. And then when you're dealing with mental health, um, a positive could be, uh, you know, being taught right from wrong at a very young age and, and being very capable of making good decisions versus the negative, uh, you know, could be falling for the lie that you are overweight uh, and maybe falling into things like anorexia or bulimia um, as unhealthy coping mechanisms for that uh, issue in your life. So this is the entire explanation um, of the human condition, right? I just wanted to review it because like I said, uh, it's really the reason why transcend human even exists. Uh, if we didn't each experience the human condition in this way, then there would really be no podcast, right? There's no reason to talk about how to transcend the life that we are in. 
But today we want to focus on just one aspect of the human condition, right? It's this idea that medical conditions that we experience in our lives make up a big piece of this thing we call the human condition. So number two, we all have something. When we think about medical problems, we, we probably think about them in terms of their severity, right? And we probably clump them into categories, maybe categories like these. First, congenital or genetic disorders. So these are things that we are born with. And this list, I mean, is a mile long. Like there are so many things that um, we can be born with as a child. You know, this, these are things like birth defects, scoliosis, Down syndrome, heart defects, things like that. Um, and then there are simple medical conditions, right? So these are things that just kind of catch you along the way. Uh, things like the common cold, flu, mono, uh, things like that, or things that you develop along the way, like hypertension, uh, diabetes, joint pain, back pain, asthma, bronchitis, stuff like that. And many of these can be viewed as simple um, in in the fact that they may not impact you very much in your life, right? It may, it may be something that you deal with, but life kind of goes on um, regardless. Then the next level would be a little bit more intrusive, uh, medical conditions. And so, you know, these are things that are, they can be found in the simple category, but they've just reached a level to where they're starting to impact your life. So for example, back pain, you know, can be a simple medical issue that someone struggles with. Uh, you know, it might hurt for a day or two and then go away for a while. Uh, but if it's related to the spine, uh, you know, degenerative disc process, uh, protruding or ruptured discs, things like that, um, you know, it can become a chronic issue that someone struggles with, and it can actually keep you from normal activity. Uh, similar to that, you know, heart disease and high cholesterol can be very simple, right? It's something that you monitor with the help of a doctor uh, just to make sure that it doesn't get out of control and, and you're keeping it in check. But as that progresses, um, you could potentially have, you know, spiking cholesterol, your arteries could become clogged, um, and you could be at risk for heart attacks. And then finally, we have life-altering medical conditions. So these are medical conditions that obviously impact your life at the highest level. They can be congenital, right? So you could be born with a birth defect that, that means that you will never walk or something like that. I mean, obviously, these are, these are big things that a person would, would have to deal with throughout their life. Uh, or it could be a cancer diagnosis, either early in your life or later on in your life, uh, where a doctor, you know, gives you the news and then proceeds to tell you, um, you know, how much time you have left. Or it could be a severe car accident or something that just happens out of the blue, resulting in, you know, maybe full paralysis or something, uh, where it's it's like a night and day difference. One, one minute you're living a, a happy, healthy life, and the next minute you're faced with this entirely new thing uh, that you have to deal with. So the big question really is, you know, do some people get out of this? Right? Are there people who go through life completely free from medical problems at all? And I would say no. The simple answer is no. Um, in fact, Transcend Human suggests that we all have something. Or we all will have something at some point in our lives. Uh, you know, maybe, maybe you've lived the first 20 years of your life and you've really not experienced anything other than a few bumps and bruises. You know, the common cold. Um... But that doesn't mean that 
you are free from that for the next 40 or 50 years of your life. You know, there's, there are things that are going to happen in your life related to your medical condition. So obviously there's a huge spectrum of medical conditions, right? I mean, to be sure, all the way from something as simple as the common cold to a, a terminal cancer diagnosis, there's a, a million other things in there um, at varying levels of severity. You know, some may only deal with, with simple medical problems their entire life, and others may face the most severe and devastating uh, that this world has to offer. But medical problems are part of the human condition. We can't escape the fact that we live in a tainted world, right? A world that is infected with a sin virus, a virus that is really no respecter of persons. I think, uh, you know, just looking at 2020 and the, the COVID uh, epidemic, the pandemic that we have all kind of been thrown into, I mean, it's been horrible, don't get me wrong, but it's also been a super interesting um, illustration, if you will, to me of the way that the sin virus works, right? So here we were living our lives, doing our own thing, um, and then this virus hits out of the blue, and all of a sudden the entire world is thrown into chaos, right? Trying to figure out what it is, how to stop it, how to keep it from spreading. And to me, that's just a perfect illustration of the fact that the sin virus has been in the world ever since the day one. Um, and it is so invasive that it's passed from person to person. Every time a new person is born, they have the sin virus, right? It's in everyone. It's 100%. In essence, it is the human condition. So when I was doing research for this episode, um, I was interested in just kind of getting a, a high-level overview of you know, kind of the prevalence of medical conditions just in the world in general. So I found an article by Science Daily, uh, and they referenced a research study published by The Lancet uh, back in 2015. Uh, and basically, they were reporting on health or, and medical problems seen in 2013. And it explained, I mean, a lot of things, but it explained that over 95% of the world's population has at least one health problem. And that a third of those um, had over five ailments occurring simultaneously. Pretty crazy when you think about it, that 95% of the world, just kind of in the snapshot of one year, um, were experiencing medical problems. Now, before you say, uh, see, I told you so, that means that 5% of the world's population doesn't deal with medical problems. Remember, this was based on one year's worth of research in 2013. So yes, there were probably 5% of the population in 2013, uh, you know, living without a diagnosable medical condition. However, if a person lives to be 75 years old, then obviously we would need to do 74 more years of research on that person. <laughs> One for each year that this person is alive, right, in order to determine if they truly escaped all medical conditions. And what do you think the odds of that would be? Like I said, we all have something. Number three, my story. So before I begin this section, I probably just need to uh, throw out a little warning here uh, for those of you who don't really like medical conversations, you don't like hearing about medical problems, you're a little squeamish when it comes to things that doctors have to do to the human body in order to uh, help people, uh, you may want to skip ahead to the next section. 
Uh, I'm going to talk a little bit about a medical condition that I went through in my life, um, and it can get kind of descriptive uh, at points. So fair warning uh, before we move on here. So when it comes to medical conditions, I'm no different than anyone else. Um, I've had medical conditions throughout my lifetime. Uh, some of them I was born with. So I have pet allergies and you know childhood asthma, which I eventually grew out of. Um, and then some of them I developed over time, like high cholesterol and lower back problems. And on a scale from simple to life-altering, most have been fairly simple, uh, with one or two kind of reaching the life-altering level. Uh, I think I mentioned in a previous uh, episode my back problems and and yeah, issues with cholesterol. Maybe back in episode 32, I think it was called Transcending Fair. And I really mentioned them specifically because... Uh, they did come out of nowhere. And of course, my immediate reaction was, what? Why me? This isn't fair. I've spent my whole life being active, playing sports, eating eating better than most. Um, and still, I get stuck with this, really. Um, and so obviously, that's something that I had to deal with, uh, something that I had to come to some level of understanding about uh, in order to keep it from eating me up inside. But like I said, these were pretty normal medical conditions when you when you really look at them. Normal compared to uh, another medical condition I went through, um, which I will tell you about here. And like I said, it's a little bit graphic, so we'll call it uh, PG-13 and go from there. So for those of you who are squeamish people, uh, just remember I warned you. Uh, And for those of you who are like, dude, TMI, uh, you might just want to fast forward this a few minutes as well. Uh, That said, here we go. So at some point in my life, uh, in somewhere in childhood, um, I realized that something just wasn't right. Uh, my guess is that it was somewhere in elementary school, maybe third, fourth, fifth grade, somewhere in there. Uh, but I would go to the bathroom and do my thing, do number one. Uh, and when I finished, there would typically be like a spot or two of blood at the end. Not every time, but fairly consistently. Now, for some reason as a child, I didn't completely freak out about this. You know, maybe I just assumed that this happened to other people once in a while, you know, so I don't think that I even really told my parents about it. Um, However, uh, because the blood typically ended up staining my tidy whities my mom eventually saw it doing laundry, and she did the freaking out for me. So from there, um, it went... You know, it walked us through the typical medical process, right? You visit your family doctor. Uh, they give you medication for inflammation. Uh, you take it home. You do it. It doesn't work. Uh, so you go back, and eventually, you know, they refer you to a specialist. So we were referred to a specialist that was two hours away. We went and saw this guy. They did additional testing, uh, you know, one of which was what's called a cystoscopy. Now, this is super fun. So this is where they insert a tube with a camera on the end into your body to see if they can determine the issues that you are having uh, in your urethra and your bladder. And when I say insert, I think you know what I'm referring to. That's me trying to keep it PG-13. But at least they put you under before they go upstream. So the crazy thing uh, is that this went on and on for most of my life. Uh, every now and then there would be a flare-up, and, and I would start to um, 
you know, talk about it again, and then we would restart the process. Um, but they would never find the real problem. So at some point, I just assumed it was something that I would have to deal with for the rest of my life. Now, it wasn't painful, necessarily. Uh, it was a little irritating, and it was just strange overall. Now, another thing that was going on at the time, and I only understand this now looking back, uh, but I remember feeling different uh, when using a public restroom. So I remember standing you know, in a bathroom stall and listening to the person next to me unload what sounded like Niagara Falls into their toilet. But when I went, it sounded a little more like a little mountain creek trickling along. Uh, needless to say, you know, this started to mess with me on a psychological level, wondering if it had to do with the size of the organ. Sorry, that may have pushed the PG-13 envelope just a little. Uh, but this is an important piece of the story, because later in my life, I learned why this was happening. And I had to learn it the hard way. So fast forward to life as an adult, um, I was working in a psych hospital as a therapist, and one day um, I was, you know, just going through my normal day, had a lot to do, I was kind of putting off going to the bathroom as long as possible because I had so much to do, um, and then at some point uh, it was like, dude, you better make the time or we're going to have a problem here. So I excused myself from the unit uh, that I was working on and I found a bathroom, and I stood there at the urinal, and I waited, and I waited, but nothing happened. Now, believe me, my body was telling me it had to go. Uh, and you can tell that there's enough pressure there to make things happen. But nothing was happening. Uh, and that's when I realized that there was a problem. Uh, and I started to freak out a little bit. So I zipped everything back up, and I headed back out uh, onto the unit, and I found uh, the closest nurse's station. And I found the most senior nurse on the floor at the time. Uh, and even though she was a female, I asked her, hey, can we chat for a minute? So I took her to a, uh, we went to a room off the unit and I explained the issue. And she recommended that I go to the nearest emergency room right away. So that's what I did. And at the emergency room, uh, they were about as confused as me, or at least that's what it looked like. Uh, it was very obvious that they had documented procedures for things like this. Uh, they just seemed a little confused. So what they did, um, you know, they did a few poking and prodding things in there like, yep, your bladder is packed full. Uh, you know, and there, there has to be something that's keeping it from draining. So, you know, they're just sitting there talking. Hmm, it could be inflammation. It could be kidney stones. You know, they're just like throwing all these ideas out. Um, but they're like, uh, but we have that immediate problem of we have to get that urine out of you quickly. So, uh, in order to do that, uh, they employed the Foley catheter. Again, something being forced upstream, something people just should not have to experience. But once in place, the catheter allowed the bladder to drain, and all was good in my world again, at least for a little while. So, uh, they sent me off to my family doctor again. Uh, which then led to another referral to a urologist. And this is where the breakthrough happened. After doing a few tests, uh, one of which was probably another cystoscopy, the urologist explained, you have a urethral stricture. And what it is, is it's scar tissue that basically surrounds the urethra like a donut. 
And as it grows, it starts to restrict upon itself, uh, kind of tightening down over the top of the urethra, which then restricts the flow of urine. So this answered my question as to why I couldn't achieve Niagara Falls as a teenager, and uh, why it had completely closed up as an adult. Uh, as for the blood, well, early on, uh, apparently the scar tissue was smaller, and uh, at times when you urinated, it would break the scar tissue apart, uh, allowing the uh, urethra to open back up, thus the drops of blood. So at this point, I feel like I'm, you know, Sherlock Holmes explaining a crime and all the little details that led up to its discovery. Uh, but anyway, for the first time in my life, I actually had an answer. I had a diagnosis. Now, the urologist uh, explained that strictures like this can happen for a variety of reasons, but one that stood out was that strictures can happen because of trauma to the urethra. And looking back on my life, on my childhood, uh, this could have happened in a variety of ways. Um, I had been in numerous BMX and skateboarding accidents, um, you know, where this could easily have been the case. So my question for the urologist, obviously, is, so how do we fix this thing? Well, this is where I wish I could say that it was a quick in-and-out procedure. But that's not how it went down. You see, I received this news just prior to getting married and going on my honeymoon. And doing the necessary procedure would mean me being out of commission for a solid two to three weeks. And by out of commission, I mean unable to perform, which is kind of important on your honeymoon. So the urologist proposed a different approach. He said, well, why don't we just make sure the stricture is as open as possible for now, uh, and then we can do the real procedure later uh, when you get back. To which I immediately said, yes, that sounds great. Let's do it. But this is where our story could easily move from PG-13 to an R rating. Uh, if I had known what I was agreeing to, I probably would have chose a different solution. So in order to expand the stricture, uh, the urologist had to use a set of tools, or what I'll just refer to as implements of torture. These tools were a set of metal rods moving from very small to about as big around as a boba straw, for those of you who know what boba is. And the procedure went something like this. Insert small rod first. Next, insert the next size up. Next, insert the next size up until you reach the largest possible rod. Then the stricture would be successfully expanded uh, and it would be able to remain open for an extended period of time. I would be able to go on my honeymoon, enjoy myself, and return later to do the actual procedure. Needless to say, that was a defining moment in my life, one I'll never forget. Fast forward to the actual procedure. Uh, this was no big deal. It was a regular run-of-the-mill surgery, you know, in and out. The ure urologist went in and clipped the stricture uh, so that it was no longer a donut that could constrict upon itself. Um, a week or two of recovery, uh, and it was over. Done. Completely fixed. So why did I just tell you that long, personal, and at times hard-to-hear story? Well, because I'm not special. I'm not unique. 
In fact, there are millions of people out there with stories just like mine, if not stories more difficult to hear, because we all have something, or will have something, at some point in our lives. Number four, your story. So let's take it from me to you. What's your story? Uh, What have you had to deal with in your life? Uh, Was it something that you started experiencing last year? Was it something you were born with? Uh, Was it something that you are just now starting to struggle with? Uh, Was it a diagnosis that the doctor just gave you last week? Uh, Like we said at the top of the show, our medical condition is a part of the bigger human condition that we all experience. And the human condition is what it is because of the sin virus, a virus that Satan introduced to our planet early on. And now it impacts the earth itself and every living, breathing thing on it. And that's really all we need to know about medical problems. They exist because of sin. And Satan is the reason we have the sin virus. He brought it to our planet, and once he convinced us that it was worth trying out, he's been using it to his benefit ever since. You see, Satan is in the revenge business. Uh, We talked a lot about this during the Controversy Theory series. Uh, He's mad that he can't be God and that he can't receive worship like God. And since he knows that he can't hurt God, the next best thing is to hurt somebody that God loves. His children are the creations that he made. And so he has placed human beings in his crosshairs and wants nothing more than to hurt us, cause chaos for us, and eventually destroy us. And medical conditions are just one of the perfect things that he's found to cause pain, knowing that it will in turn cause God pain. Now as we finish up, let's just talk about the impact that these medical conditions can have on us and what Satan is hoping to gain from them. So at the basic level, at the, at the very foundational level, a medical condition can be distracting. So distraction is one of the things that Satan uses. For some people, the medical condition they have is, a, is just a total distraction. They can't help but focus on the ailment versus enjoy life and putting time and energy into giving their unique contribution back to the world. This was me with back problems early on. Uh, It was just annoying enough to where I chose not to do other things. I focused on the pain and what I wasn't able to do instead of focusing on the things I could still do. Next is mood instability. For some people, the medical condition they have is a constant source of irritation. They are frustrated, angry, and want nothing more than to place blame on someone or something for the pain that they are in. They can get jealous of others who seem to be living their best life. And, uh, you know, this is something I felt on some level, uh, both with my back problems and uh, high cholesterol problems, right? I fell easily into the trap of anger, and I allowed that anger to kind of take me out of the game for a while. Next is blaming God. Unfortunately, people dealing with severe medical conditions or diagnoses that are life-threatening often turn their anger on God. They blame him for not protecting them and for allowing this bad thing to happen. But this is exactly, uh, this is exactly what Satan wants. He is sitting in the shadows laughing out loud, so proud of himself for pulling the strings like a puppeteer, uh, getting us to blame the one who really loves us and wants nothing but the best for us, instead of the true perpetrator, who is Satan. Now, I hate to admit it, but there were times when I felt this way as well. 
I can still remember uh, one week where my back problems had kind of progressed um, into, I believe it was sciatica, was the, the actual name uh, of the condition, where there was just shooting pain all the way from your lower back, all the way down my left leg into my big toe. And there was a period there of a few days where I literally laid on the floor in, in the living room, unable to find a position that didn't cause excruciating pain. And I remember during this time just thinking that God had something to do with it, that, that he could keep this from happening, but he was just choosing not to. Luckily, this period of my life didn't last very long, and, and through it, I was able to do some business with God. Uh, I came to trust that he wasn't the one causing my pain. He was actually the one sitting there by my side telling me that things would be okay, and that he would be there with me through it all. And finally, checking out. So this is the really sad one, right? Unfortunately, people who have lost all hope check out for good, maybe in one of the following ways. Maybe they give in to their anger to the point where it defines them for the rest of their life. Uh, Maybe they finalize their decision that God is to blame and they walk away from him forever. Or maybe they find their own personal medicine to deal with the pain, drugs, alcohol, anything that can bring a sense of relief and make them feel better. Or maybe it's literally checking out, you know, suicide as a final option for dealing with the pain that they have endured. And like I said, this is perhaps the saddest scenario of them all. How many suicides can be traced back to medical problems or mental health problems where the person has lost all hope and feel like death is their only option? Again, this is exactly what Satan wants to happen. He wants to see his finest work come true. The ability to manipulate us in such a way and so intensely that we feel like taking our own life is an option. So let's land the plane. Uh, This week, I want you to take an inventory of your own life uh, by asking yourself these questions. Number one, we all have something, so what is your something? Is it something you were born with? Is it something simple, intrusive, or life-altering? And number two, based on that, what impact is it having on your life? Are you distracted by it? Are you angry? Have you been blaming God? Or are you at the point of checking out? If you answered yes to the last question, please don't. Remember, this is exactly what Satan wants for you, and he does not have your best interest at heart. You are simply a pawn in his devious plan to get revenge against the one who created all of us and loves us like we love our own kids. So agree with me right now, right here and now, that you will find someone to talk to immediately, even today. Tell that person where you're at and let them help you take your first step away from the ledge. If you don't feel like you have someone that you can go to, here's a hotline that you can call right now. 1-800-273-8255. This is the number for the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline, uh, and it is a resource that has helped save numerous lives. Uh, Just know you are loved. You are not alone. There are thousands upon thousands going through similar circumstances, whether it be uh, medical conditions, whether it be uh, mental health issues, whatever it is, know that God is looking down with love, offering to be by your side through the entire storm. The medical conditions and the mental health problems that we face may never go away in this life, uh, but at the end of the day, we're not living for this life. We're living for the next, the life that God is offering us. 
a life where there will be no more pain, no more suffering, and no more tears. Thanks again for being with us this week. I'm so glad we get to do this together. Uh, Until next time, everyone, keep transcending human. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Transcend Human podcast. For more information, you can go to transcendhuman.com, where you'll find ways to contact us and how to access social media channels. If you like the show, you can help us by doing the following. First, tell a few friends about the show. Uh, There's nothing better than word-of-mouth marketing. Second, you can leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Uh, This will make it easier to find the show and encourage others to check us out. Uh, Thanks again for subscribing, and we'll see you next time.